You was, played those throughout the year quite oh a bit. Oh my god, I love them. I, I still love them. Yeah. And so I was really, really looking forward to checking out PSG Gen 6T <laughs> irons. I was like, I can't wait to see how they've made the iron that I played all year a little bit better. And then we're doing the fan. I'm like, where's the tea? No tea. No tea. And I'm like, what? What are we doing here, Brad? <laughs> That's not by accident. They didn't just, <laughs> just take forgot. it out of the lineup just for, you they know. They just forgot. No. Yeah. Welcome back everybody no puts given we are gonna get after today golf spy c golf spy t chris nickel tony covey find us follow us all those kind of things but uh tony i thought we were done with make you know mega equipment releases i thought that was like a december january thing but here we are it's march you know some some companies do things differently keeps us busy all all year round specifically today pxg gen Six, Tony? Or are we on the sixth generation? On the sixth generation of PXG product, and that doesn't even count things like O211s and Sugar Daddies and various bits and pieces that fall outside of the the main Mm -hmm. gen lineup. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we got some new stuff. Man, and to think, and to think, Tony, there were people... PXG isn't going to last 20 minutes. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like it just, it just makes me laugh and it's kind of interesting. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's a company that's been perpetually going to be out of business in two years since it launched. Right. And like, okay, well, two years, I really mean it. And, and now two years from now, definitely. And, and two years from now, absolutely no chance they're still around. Right. Here we are. And, you know, I know, I know some people are looking at this and be like, well, they did lay people up. And like, All right. Yeah, they did. And so did a bunch of other companies and right. not necessarily in golf, but that day may come. It might not, but, but certainly, mm-hmm. you know, a, a small, but I would argue not insignificant round of layoffs is not, should not be seen as an indication nope. that the sky is falling on PXG. Nope. Sometimes means. you have to trim the fat. You have to evolve and i think bob has even uh you know been quoted a number of times saying hey every you know if you're going to do a great job in 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 business every so often you almost kind of have to reinvent yourself in the sense of modifying your business plan we've seen this with you know prices way up here for certain things maybe prices way down here for certain things apparel things i mean it's evolving but today gen 6 we're going to get right down to it. It's only been, what, a year? Gen 5? A little less. A little less. So by even even industry standards now, these releases are a little closer again than normal. It's not it's not egregious. It's not like six months ago or anything like that. It's right. 10-ish, 11 even maybe. So just just a little a little quicker turnaround this time. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that has more to do with beginning to realign or the 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 totality of the products Uh, so timing right on this and yeah yeah it's fine yeah so this is a full family with a big asterisk yes we'll get to big asterisk in my opinion big ass brad brad uh but it is a family it's a gen six and so let's dive right in let's start with drivers and then I'll talk about fairway woods and hybrids, maybe, and then we'll talk about iron. So, okay, 
But then, everybody wants to hear about it. drivers first. Yeah, that'd be all of it. So big dog's got to hunt. Big dog has got to uh, hunt. My big dog often hunts in the woods, but it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. fine. Your big dog doesn't listen all, oh, all that well. But anyway, what do we got? How many models? What's going on? What's the tech story? Why the hell should I care if I so already we, got a Gen 5? All those kind of things. Yeah, Talk to me. That actually is a really interesting question, more particularly in the way PXG kind of has a, approached the information around this and some of the data they've, they've shown us. But we'll get to that. All right. Fundamentally, two models. Uh, this will be familiar because it's unchanged from Gen 5. So you have a, a standard model and then the XF, a.k.a. Extreme Forgiveness <laughs> model. Uh, and... So as you would expect, each of those has evolved a little bit, a little bit of a winding road. Uh, but again, primarily the same story. The standard model is, I think, probably going to be the one that's for the majority of golfers. And then again, XF is for that guy looking for an extreme slash high significant amount of forgiveness. And, and I would say relative to the average driver on the market is probably a good way to put that in context. So kind of a one size fits most. And then somebody who's saying, hey, kind of at all costs, I need as much forgiveness as possible. And two models. Seems to me that kind of leaves out one very, very small segment. And I saw this with the high or the hybrids and fairway woods too, which is kind of a designated low spin model or am i reading too much into that yeah i do wonder and we'll talk about this a little bit more when we get to the irons too but when when pxg released the the latest iteration of the super tour blade they, they mm, yes rolled that into the 0317 family 0317 previously being a designation for hybrids now the designation for better players clubs right and again that that's always kind of a it's a loose definition, right. so it's sort of specifications that typically work for better players, but also might work for other people too. Yeah, um, not exclusive, but yeah. largely correct. Although Super Tour, that one, those irons, I think probably <laughs> definitely qualify as better player. But it is it is a situation where you do wonder if if down the road you may see the return of an X an X driver. So whether the low spin X is a possibility. The, the XT driver was interesting. Didn't make a whole lot of noise, but it was kind of an interesting, yeah. I guess, foray into the driver space. XT standing for Extreme Tour. So that was kind of designed for tour player characteristics by some measure. So you could maybe, I have no inside knowledge on this by any means, but you, you yeah. could maybe see something come back. One of those two falling into the 0317 lineup. It's an interesting idea. Uh, yeah. But for now, just kind but of for now stock. too. The stock standard XF combo. One size fits most, better players through mid handicap, you know, whatever, and then XF for extreme forgiveness. So that, yeah, I mean you can it's a Venn diagram. There'll be some overlap there, but sure. Again, it is your your high forgiveness model for sure. And we're kind of seeing that throughout the entire Gen 6 family, right? Two models, yeah. one size fits most, one size extreme forgiveness. So <clears throat> all right. I bought a Gen 5 driver last year. We tell people all the time, year-over-year year changes tend to be insignificant in terms of a grand, uh, you know, grand scheme of fitting things. We had an article came out this week looking at a, you know, a ten-year-old driver, Callaway X Hot, I think, and you know, looking at Stealth Two, and no doubt there's some nuance to these things. But point being, a lot of times it'll take two to three product cycles to iterate something 
substantially different where you would say, hey, you might want to consider upgrading. But there's a twist with this And one. it's not the face, so that we have not and faced. That's a good point. There's a <laughs> twist, not face, with this one. What is it? Why, why, if I bought a Gen 5, might I still consider looking at a Gen 6? So a few, again, kind of the, the little things. So we've... We have a redesigned crown, so we're, we're not doing, PXG is not doing the aluminum vapor thing anymore. I, I don't know what real advantage it had, but as a story, it never really had legs, never took off. I don't know that it was a big selling point. Right. And so what they've done is, is found other ways to stiffen that crown, get the same or better results without aluminum vapor. So you're losing the aluminum vapor. You do not have, or I should say, you have improved sound and feel changes to the, the rib structures inside the club. Improved sound and feel, again, kind of a, a fairly Modal consistent. frequency. Yeah, yeah I mean, every, yeah. We, we hear the story with every release, but having hit Gen 6 and, and Gen 5 and pretty much every PXG driver since Gen 1, I, I would say that this is one area, again, just one guy's opinion here, but I think right. sound and feel legitimately have improved in this version. Uh and, and beyond that, anything getting, you'd compare it to that you've hit otherwise, because like I said, I so tough because unless you're really doing side by side, yeah, it's so yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try and make a direct comparison at this particular point in time. But they uh, measure. I mean, what's interesting too, like you look at the data, they measure it, right? They have these modal frequencies, and because sound is feel, right? They're trying to hit certain frequencies at at certain durations, right? And however they can moderate that, that impacts kind of what the feel of the club ends up being. And so, you know, they know over time that some people, you know, at certain frequencies, people tend to respond well or poorly. And as much as it's like, oh, it feels subjective, sounds subjective, it is, but, but it also isn't, right? There's commonalities where if you get 100 players to test it and 92 of them prefer this frequency to that frequency, you might try to build more around this particular frequency, right? We've seen this with Mizuno forever, particularly on their irons and, and other companies, no doubt. But it seems to me they focused more on that element with this driver this time around, maybe than I've heard ever before. It seemed to be much more of a talking point. I mean, it's, I mean, you saw a different presentation than I did. I got kind of the hands on. True. It was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was significant. Uh, um, you know, massively more significant talking point. I think they've always, you know, feel it's always been part of the story. It's someone, there's a part of it where I almost feel like, all right, we're getting to the point where they actually believe what they're saying now to an extent. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think like it's better, but everybody, you know, nobody, yeah, nobody has ever come out and go, look, you know, this, this driver's faster and it, it's longer, but you know, it feels like trash. We screwed that part up, but just look at yep. everything else. So, all right. It, so it gen five, why do I want a Gen 6, Tony? Gen 5. Why might I consider a Gen 6? What PXG does really well in terms of how it how it talks to people like you and me is they show a lot of data. And, and granted, we'll talk about this all the time. It's, it's home team stuff. Like it's by and large their testing. They did it in-house. But it, it's often, this is how the new product compares to the prior generation. And if you look closely... You will find areas in which you would say that, hey, maybe the new one isn't as good as the old. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're working off PXG data and starting, well, let's say both of them, both are, are a little faster and longer. PXG's testing is about six yards, and that comes from the combination of a 
little bit more speed, nearly identical launch angle and lower spin. So both of these models are yeah. a little bit lower spinning again. Neither one spin killer. Like a mile an hour ball speed, yeah, like that. in their testing somewhere. I mean, it's when I was looking yeah. at it, it was 0.9 to 1.1, 1. 1, yeah, depending on swing speed. But we're not talking, ooh, it's eight miles an hour faster no, or something like that. We're talking plus or minus one mile an hour ball speed. Yeah. So you're getting, again, the distance coming from a little more speed on center strikes and lower spin in general. Both models being a little bit lower spinning. Uh, again, standard, mid-low at at best, certainly not a spin killer. And the XF right. is is interesting in that from a performance perspective, it is relatively low spin for an extremely high MOI driver. I will say MOI may be out of the box default, not as high as it was in the previous version, though. If you get creative with the weights and swap out some stuff, you can get it there. Yeah. Uh, but the but the big talking point here is is really improvements to off-center ball speed with an asterisk. So really interesting on the on the Gen 6 standard model in particular. If you drive dive through the numbers, what you find out is it's actually a tick slower, a tick shorter when the miss is higher on the face. Okay. And so if you are a consistently high face miss guy, maybe you would be better off with the Gen 5. Mm-hmm. Conversely, when you look at that low face stuff, it really the the standard model really shines there, and it actually is noticeably faster and longer than Gen Five on low face impact. So again, if you're like, well, I I tend to clank it off the bottom of the face all day. Well, in this case, Gen Six may be a better one for you. With the with the XF model, again, you get that that extra one mile, approximately six yards, based on hundred mile robot test, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You, you get a little longer on uh, center face, and then what you see is improved performance across the totality of the face relative to the Gen 5 XF. So more more forgiveness across more of the face is the upsell here. The trade-off, as noted, the MOI number may be a little lower, but again, if you're getting more speed, you're kind right. of you're kind of worked around that pretty well, I'd say. That's yeah, I mean, what it's you're, still, how it's supposed to work anyway. It's still a trade-off, right? There's still trade-offs in, in every element of, you know, of club design. But one thing that got me thinking about and, and looking at the fairway woods and hybrids and stuff too, is like, you know, golfers are, you know, we're an odd bunch, right? We, we tend to forget the, you know, the chili dips and the skulls and the three putts. And, you know, we hit our seven iron one ninety because that one time we did over water downhill, 15 miles an hour wind behind us. And, and whatever we kind of you know crystallize those new lines. average <laughs> new average new average and right <clears throat> guilty of it uh how do you get golfers to think around this idea that like you don't hit the center of the face probably nearly as often as you a think you do or b even in a, in a fitting environment where you know you're hitting that club over and over and over and over again whereas when you actually go play real golf on a real course and let's say you hit driver 14 times at most in a round, assuming you don't hit it on, let's say four par threes and you do hit it off the tee on every other par four, par five, where you actually hit it on the face, you're not actually hitting it in the dead center probably as often as you think you are. Therefore, Okay, it makes sense what PXG is doing to me. I get it. Like, and from that perspective, I'm like, oh, what a great idea. Like, 
But how do you get golfers to really understand that, hey, you're just, you really need to consider how this driver performs low heel. Because I'm telling you, that's where you're hitting it, you know? I mean, that, that's ultimately <laughs> what, what good fitters help to identify. Like, let's, I'm going to recognize the miss pattern, not, not just miss meaning where it landed, but, but also the miss at impact that contributed to that result. And then understand, hey, which, which driver in my catalog is going to work better under these conditions than others? Because we know that if, if a guy goes into a big box store and grabs something off the rack, that's by and large not what he's looking at. He's, he's looking at that right. one number on one or two swings, and that's the average. Home run derby, right? That's Home the only thing that matters, yeah. and it, it's a fundamentally different equation. And so you know, <laughs> that's where, where a good fitter could come in and kind of – I would say optimize for misses to an extent, but ultimately it's protect you from yourself. I think is I. It is. It is though. I mean, I think. I think we're. Uh, I think we're seeing that too in other places. Like it also makes me think about. Okay, moving down the road at some point in time, right? They talked about. Um, I think I heard one of the questions around AI, right, and how they design. And yes, everybody optimizes the the face technology using variable thicknesses across the faces of the driver specifically to right to try and impact that performance. Okay, how do we change the face a little bit in the low heel, low center, high toe to try and moderate or try to impact, you know, ball speed, launch, spin characteristics, all those kind of things. Um at some point in time, right? Kind of like a bespoke suit where it was made to measure, it would be kind of interesting like could they take that face, have you go hit you know, a thousand tee shots in different places, look at your actual pattern of where you strike the ball and say, okay, here is the optimized face topology for a Tony Covey driver. One of one. I mean, that that's probably five years down the road. Maybe more. <laughs> that's optimistic. I think maybe three <laughs> years away, it's just going to be as simple as chat GPT. Design me a new driver. <laughs> use AI. <laughs> AI, use AI. <laughs> Here's my face pattern. And... Da, 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 automatic face to or it. even or even just like let's say you had three four or five different face topologies that people could choose from right because right now it's one they determine what the best face topology is right for that particular driver but what if you're like hey you're an 0311 person i want the extreme forgiveness i need as much of this as possible but here's what my miss pattern tends to be which one of these three, four, or five face topologies best matches up with my individual pattern? Is that even, I mean, is that possible? Is that something we'll see soon? Yeah, I don't know about soon. <laughs> I think yeah. soon might be optimistic, but we know it's being talked about. Yeah, Ping kind of discussed it a little bit when we were there. So it's, it's something brands are looking at, and it does make sense because we talk about a fitting bell curve, right? And so how can you, and right now, like a PXG, 0311 sure. standard model is designed for the middle right here. And so how can you take that middle and kind of whittle down into individual segments and, and better fit the golfers within each of those? So that's a challenge. Obviously, there's always an analysis. Does the does the benefit out, outpace the cost, especially when you know, look, not what percentage right. of golfers, even if we do this, if we come up with this incredible thing where we can – we can fit you into the right driver and then make sure you have the right face topology for your swing within that driver. 
however many permutations down the road you go with the various sure. possibilities, what is what is the actual percentage of golfers who are going to take advantage of that? And that's right. where you look and go, yeah, these numbers are pathetically small. We're not going to do this. Well, and what, what are the costs? We know people are very uh, cost sensitive, right? At times, some people we get, yeah, some people are cost sensitive, right? And any more individualization, at least initially, tends to increase those costs because now you don't have the economies of scale, right? To produce five different types of faces is going to be more expensive than producing one type of face. And I mean, is that $50 more, $100 more, $300 more? I mean, who knows? We're, we're not there yet. Uh, like Tooling said, costs money and somebody has to pay for it. Right. It's, I mean, it's easy math. Right. What else on the drivers, Tony? What else uh, struck you, surprised, liked, hated, encouraged? I mean nothing, nothing above and beyond that. Like I said, I'm just always, always impressed with what PXG is willing to share. Uh, mm -hmm. The charts we saw more detailed than anything we've seen before. Yeah, not only from PXG but but anywhere else, just to kind of break down a nine point impact test and go, yeah, look, look, here's where we're a little better than we were. Here's where we're maybe not so good. And so, hey, you know, low face, high face, whatever it happens to be, give you more insight. Uh, from a fitting perspective and you know, obviously pxg fitters are going to have this information hopefully it it translates out to the the few kind of, uh, other custom fitting locations that do carry pxg or or even sure. out to guys who are just going to go in and go yeah you know what i am a i am a low face guy i tend to mm -hmm. i like to clank it below center Add a whole lot of spin. How can I maintain my speed, get a little more distance than I would otherwise? Oh, look at this. Maybe the standard is a really good fit for me because I do that. So, yeah. you know, this this type of information, I think, only benefits, works to benefit everyone. Yeah, it's not going to hurt Again, anybody, gotta, right? It's yeah. got to be somewhere where people can go, oh, all right. I did not know that. That is outstanding information. I will, in <laughs> fact, take advantage of this opportunity. Right. Thank you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, before we get to the irons, because there's a couple of nuanced things in the irons, um, my favorite area, Tony, as you know, fairway woods and hybrids, tens and tens of people still read my articles, which I appreciate all 27. It's going to bring the site down with the traffic it, to these. It things. might, <laughs> it might, it might get ready, yeah. get ready. Uh, again, two models, nothing crazy. Here's the quick rundown. You have the standard model. You have the XF model. The XF model is bigger. It's longer heel to toe. It's a little bit longer from the face to the crown, right? So from front to rear. And similar material story. So we're not talking crazy titanium stuff. We're not talking that. We're talking, you know. No vaporized aluminum. No vaporized aluminum. We're talking uh, miraging steel face. So a, a, a faster steel face. They like to mention things compared to 17.4 stainless steel. I don't think a ton of. Top flight companies are still using 17.4 as a base I, material. I would also argue that I don't think a ton of golfers actually care. I would argue that that's the case as well. I would argue a lot of golfers don't probably even know what their fairway wood or hybrids made out of. But Apparently Ryder has some strong feelings about Ryder, yeah. which which I can appreciate. <laughs> um, you know, and and again, in the in the standard model, you have three movable weights. And we didn't touch on as much of this with the drivers, but from that weight configuration, they are kind of pushed out. Yes, towards I should have mentioned the... that they have bumped them out farther towards the perimeter. It sounds a little like rad speed, Tony. 
what we heard from Cobra a couple generations ago, right? This they are they radio, are gyrating the radii. They are radially gyrating yes. and getting the weight as far to the perimeter extreme so that that movement is yeah. you know is beneficial. So you got the three, you got three movable weights in the standard. You got two movable weights in the XF. Both the two movable weights though in the XF are in the rear, so they're both back. So you can't basically if you're if you're an extreme forgiveness person, you can't screw it up and like try to shove those weights forward and you know bring the spin and forgiveness down. If you need that forgiveness, they'll let you play around with kind of that heel toe bias, but they want to keep uh, all that weight um, in the back. And you know from a performance standpoint, again. I really appreciate where PXG is coming from on this. They're not saying they're 30 yards longer, they're 20 yards longer, you know, anything crazy like that. Yeah, maybe, you know, a mile an hour faster-ish, but it really is a fitting story, right? It's particular once you get, you know, in this kind of, um, you know, call it metal wood purgatory, right? After your driver and kind of before, let's say, the longest iron you play for some people might be a seven iron. Because the XF is going to have a seven hybrid, Tony. You might want to. So, but plenty of people going, so, okay, what do I do between my driver and my five iron or six iron? And we have this metal wood purgatory. And it really is about finding the clubs that fit those specific gaps or do specifically what you want them to do within that area. So if you get a three wood that automatically just goes 20 yards further than your previous one, that doesn't necessarily help you, or it's a solution that creates several other problems that you then have to go and try to moderate and fix. And so I guess I appreciate that, you know, the story here is similar to the drivers in that it's not really about, oh my gosh, these are so much further. Yeah, maybe a little bit, certainly didn't take a step back in that regard, but you don't hit it in the center of the face, Tony, nearly as often as you think you did. And I think, I mean, small thing, depending on sort of what offends your eyeball, but I, I do like the shape of these a bit better. <laughs> Thought uh, the prior gen was a little, little way, a little way too round <laughs> at address. Uh, and there's, there's some of that in the XF and I did get, uh, say inadvertently fit into an XF seven wood. I'm not sure, you know, this is brand new. We're out at, at Scottsdale national. I'm not sure the fitter realized there was a, a standard seven wood. So I got hit into the XF and it's, ooh, it's big. It's kind of round. I don't know if it's, uh, may, may not make the cut. It may not stick in the bag, but it is kind of, it's always interesting to experiment with something a little bit different than you would play, I guess, but it's, um, well, you're a big seven wood guy. I would trust your opinion on that. So yeah, it's really, it's really how, what the inflection in that sentence is like, I'm a big seven wood guy, but I'm not a big seven. Wood guy. <laughs> Where's the comma? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. John Gordon would appreciate. Yeah. Uh, we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to bring JG and sort this out, but you get the point. Yeah. It's, One last yeah. point. One last okay. point on fairway woods and hybrids. The XF does have a rail configuration on the bottom. So again, think of them as kind of like two little rudders. And the idea is to, you know, to decrease friction, if you are that person who needs extreme forgiveness, we're banking on the fact you may tend to come in and hit, you know, shots, particularly off turf in the rough, whatever you catch it a little heavy, catch it a little fat. And instead of that leading edge, kind of just digging into the turf and stopping the rails kind of help almost skip it through kind of like you think bounce on a wedge, you know, again, rudders, something like that, where, 
kind of helps with with that contact. That's the that's the thinking. There's it, aesthetically, if you look at the bottom of the of the standard one, it has a similar kind of look to it, but there aren't rails on that one. They're just just cosmetic. So, do you find it baffling that more brands don't use rails? Hold, please. I think. Oh. Think we got props coming. I think. Where'd he go? Yes. Yes. I did not even know that you were going to mention this, Tony. I did not. But look what I have. Oh, that is so old school. <laughs> I did not. This was not a like this. I. That's amazing, isn't it? Look at that original Cobra baffler, baffling. Do I find it in a um? So you know the story of how that how. Tell me, Tom Crow Cobra's f- founder originally sold those. Talk he to actually, me, so back in the day before Carlsbad was all developed like it is now, right? It's just kind of hills everywhere, and to an extent, it still is like kind of hills can, are still there, Tony. You can look around in one <laughs> direction and kind of find this desolate, almost wilderness. But he he went from pro shop to pro shop and basically would would bring the guys out into the parking lot and put a ball a ball down in the parking lot and go look. You can. These, these rails work so well, you can hit a golf ball off pavement. And so they would. They would drop it down and, and have them smack balls towards the, the Carlsbad Hills. Wow. I, so do I find it baffling that more companies don't? Yes and no. So the no part of it is that I think some companies have taken – we see we saw this with Cobra in particular because you know you saw that kind of rail geometry – uh, particularly on uh, five wood and, and a little bit on some three woods, I, I believe. But, you know, the the downside, as they explained it a little bit, was if the geometry isn't great or isn't perfect, it can actually, you know, it moves the sole of the club down a little bit. So you can find people catching it thin more often than than you would like. So, are there other ways and things that you can do to kind of the leading edge, the camber, the the sole geometry to try and get a similar effect uh, without having just the rails there? Yeah, possibly. Um, but I would think, you know, I think too, just from a visual tech perspective and people like to often see uh, technology, that's what I say. You know, to me, it, it's one of those things that makes a lot of sense. You know, where I go, oh, okay, I kind of, I kind of like that. I actually still have a Cobra five wood that I struggle to take out of the bag at times because it, it has the rails. I really like it. I've gotten used to it. I can hit it out of the rough and it does some things, but, um, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see companies play around with that a little, a little bit more. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Anyway, who knew Tony, who knew that I would have, like one of the original Cobra Bafflers just sitting here in my office. We have digressed. We've digressed. Let's talk about irons. What do we got? Two models. Again. We've heard this. There is the 0311P and the 0311XP, not the XF, because the thinking was, well, golfers want extreme performance out of their irons. They may not necessarily be looking for extreme forgiveness. We'll give it to you anyway, but we're, we're going to call it a little something else. So but two same models, thinking. two same models, thinking. yeah, absolutely. Two models instead of three, although the XP is like, really, I would describe it as a hypercharged distance iron. I don't 
I don't have the specs in front of me, but I want to say it's like what probably 27 degrees, something in that seven iron. And to be clear, specs unchanged. So they didn't they didn't jack them from the previous version. They didn't lengthen the clubs from the previous version. Specs are the same as they've been, and I think they've been this way probably for a few generations. Again, I'd have to go back and check. Uh, but PXG's been pretty consistent there, trying to squeeze out distance other ways. But yeah, the the XP is it's strong. The P is kind of strong. The yeah. P is thirty degrees in the seven iron, forty four in the pitching wedge. Okay. So not egregious. Not egregious. Not, a, no, not egregious. No, not egregious. All, no. Definitely, definitely strong. And that I mean that typically works for me being a being a high spin guy anyway. Typically end up whatever else I end up with. If it's if it's not a jacked iron, I have to bend it to jack to to get the ball flight and spin rates. I yeah, need you anyway, tend to be so. that forty four degree pitching wedge guy. Regardless, right? Yeah. You, you end up well, there one way or another. I, I, I try and I try and sneak a little more loft into the pitching wedge just to keep the progressions with the wedges reasonably sensible. But right, uh, and oftentimes I'll just have a Vokey pitching wedge on the bag anyway. Sure, but um, yeah, the 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 thirty degree seven iron. I don't. That's that's exactly where I want it. So yeah, that's, that's good. All right, me. so so similar specs. Again, two models, kind of the one one size fits most. The extreme performance component. Okay, got it. So if they're not changing that so much, what are they changing? What's That's a really new? simple story. I mean, there's always some subtleties with kind of shaping of things. But but the story here is it's just faster. It's just faster, faster, longer. <laughs> it's just right? One faster. Equal, but that's really it. So More horsepower. Same car, more horsepower. Yeah, the the one thing. Hey, what makes this? If you want to say better, I, I like better as it relates to speed and distance. If you can control those, the launch and spin to wherever you want them. Sure, not everything has to be tour ball flight. Understand that, right? But it's faster because the face is thinner. And the thing there that's in, kind of impressive about this story, to the extent that any face thinning story is impressive, but going back to Gen One. Okay. All the way back to the beginning, PXG had the thinnest face in golf. Right. right. What they right. launched, nobody nobody had a face as thin as what PXG created. What that elastomer, the goo, the original goo, the, in part yeah. allowed them to do was go really thin with the face. And yep, because we've all heard these stories. Every, I doubt there's anybody that's listening to this who's gone. I've never heard of a thin face being a thing that mattered. Right. We know golf companies love the idea of trying to thin faces because that's sure. how you get one way to get speed. Yep. And so from, from the time that Gen 1 launched, which was eight-ish years ago, give or take, mm -hmm. to this day, nobody else has come close to achieving that level of thin face. So eight years without any change to the thickness of the face, and PXG has stayed the thinnest face in golf by, by plenty. Again, nobody, nobody's come close. Again, some if you say we believe that hollow body are the way to go, then then you can't really even look at going that thin. So sure. it's really it is competition in this regard is limited to the people who put something behind the face, your various goo fillings. But again, right. nobody close. Right. And now this time around, PXG has thinned out the face. Not massively. And then there's some variable face thickness that goes into that. But sure. after eight years, they Thin the face made possible by the X-Core 2 material that came out in the Gen 5 iron. So that that's kind of the thing is 
This would not have been possible with the previous material. Face would have failed. And it took about a year to figure out that with X-Core 2, we can actually make the faces thinner, more speed, more distance without changing any of the other specifications of the club. And I yeah. mean, they're definitely hot. And the other the other piece of this, and again, we <laughs> PXG in particular has always talked about, oh, if irons feel great, best feeling irons, et cetera, et cetera. We've heard it uh, this time around. Again, similar story saying you will notice that they feel softer. And again, that's that's what I've experienced. I think it is noticeably softer. And the reason for that is because that face is, is thinner, more of the kind of that softer feel from the underlying polymer material, polymer material comes through at impact. So that's, okay. that's where that's coming from. And so, again, it's I, I like when I hear a story where they can say, yeah, this is this is what you're going to get. And let me very easily explain why. Well, yeah, it's it's faster because we thin the face. Like, mm-hmm. OK, I get that. That checks out. Makes and sense. it feels better because now because that face is a little bit thinner, you are getting a little more of that polymer at impact. So softer again, everything kind of checks out a little bit longer Yeah, not mm-hmm. massive. We're not, you know, it's not a 10 more yards type of thing, but <clears throat> right. If a you, couple. If you want more distance off your irons, then all right, we're, you can get it. It's there. Well, and and to your point too, I think you know they mentioned like in that world of hollow body irons, right? You kind of have two two separate philosophies. You have some say, hey, you know, we're going to use a thin face, but we're going to leave that cavity basically empty. We're not going to inject any kind of goo, polymers, things you can find, you know, whatever on aisle six of your grocery store. We're not going to do it. We're going to leave it, leave that cavity open. Others saying, yeah, we want to reinforce that face and fill the cavity to do things like impact sound and feel in this case, performance. And, you know, if you took the PXG, the gen six irons, and let's say you took the goo out of there, the X core two material out of there, it'd fail in a single shot. You would crush the face. That is a one, that is a one, one swing club. Yeah. It's, done it's gone so like that goo material <laughs> might, be, might be fun like is that the the new golf prank instead of the exploding golf ball you have the, ex- <laughs> the exploding club face i don't know if i would pay you know several hundred dollars per one per uh, per stick for that impact uh, experience but yeah yeah all right i have a question tony so the last several times um we've been out to to pxg you know gen three and four and and five launches or whatever you and I have typically fit into, or at least part of our sets into the 0311 T iron. There was like a T, a P, an XP, whatever. Where did the T go? I'm not hearing much about a T yeah, this time is, around. There where, is where no go? T, and it's it's frustrating because, as you mentioned, I, I was originally a P guy, generation Gen 1, that's all there was. Right. And then over time kind of evolved into mix set. I went, I think gen two, I might've been like XPPT at one point. I definitely had all three models in the bag and kind of moved into combo PT. And then last time out, I was a full bag of T's. And so I and was you played those throughout the year. Quite oh a my bit. God. I love, them. I... I still love them. Yeah. And so I was really, really looking forward to checking out PSG gen six T <laughs> irons. I was like, I can't wait to see, yeah, how they've made the iron that I played all year a little bit better, and then we're doing the fan. I'm like, "Where's guys? Where's 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 the tea? Where's the tea? What happened? No tea, no tea." And I'm like, 
What? 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 Brad! Brad! What are we doing here, Brad? <laughs> Brad. So what's the story there? There that that's not by accident. They didn't just, <laughs> just take forgot. it out of the lineup just for you they know. They just forgot. No. Yeah, um, so as we as we kind of talked about with the with the drivers, right? You've got this right. 0317 line, which right now is basically just that super tour iron. So right. the, the teaser, what what PXG has kind of suggested is that their T iron will slide into there. And the re the between the lines read is maybe it's going to be a little different take on T. Uh, and again, for, for most wanted, and we didn't, they PXG wanted the 0311 Gen 6 P to be tested in our player's irons test. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time we got him, it was too late. We had like 18 of 20 testers fully completed. So we, not really possible in our methodology right. to just kind of backfill. You can't, oh, yeah. Just, yeah, let's just, can't just slide them back in. in. Yeah. It, right. it doesn't really work that way. And, but right. you know, I, I, I look at that and like, there's no way that the P which stands for players, there's right. no way that this club belongs alongside others in that category. Hollow yeah. body is typically screams players distance. It's at a for that category. It's extremely strong lofted. So it doesn't really fit there. Uh, arguably the existing, the Gen 5 T's do, but again, that hollow body maybe mm-hmm. kind of puts it more like a P770. So I, yeah, long story short, I think we may see some changes to the, to the T, which will be some sort of 0317 product when it comes. And I, I feel like confidently something is coming in that space. Yeah. Uh, and my, what would you want to see? What like I, I want so- exactly what I have now. <laughs> like I, I'm, this is no joke. I am I am very very fond of the O three eleven Gen five T irons. And so when I sat down with with Brad Schweiger, uh, PXG's chief product officer, that's the Brad right. that keeps screaming at. Yeah, His, Brad. He, he's like, yeah. Our thinking is that the true the the true better player, the guy who would be in that that player space, what is the T yeah. space, isn't really looking for for speed and distance and you know max ball speed, max that, yeah. that hollow body maybe. And I'm like, I, that's what I want, Brad. That's I want I want speed because right. but I don't want I'm, a ton of offset. I want right? I want a relatively looks... compact body. I want speed. I don't want a lot of offset. I want exactly what I have what now, I have. <laughs> yeah. and but just make it a little faster because you made and I wouldn't even say make it faster, but you made the P's faster. You did that. You already showed you could do that. So so make the T's faster. None of this. Well, Damn it! Just give me what players? I want. Like, yeah, no, I, none of this other stuff. Just just give me what I want. That's all. Easy. Just call me. Ask me what I want, and then make it. We don't need to complicate this at all. Why can't I just one of one if we have to? Yeah. So I think, man, I think this is going to be for better or worse, something that is more, you know, T100 kind of like, I don't want to say classic players, but modern player specs, you know, something like the the Mizuno model number that I can never remember, but we'll say JPX tour because that I can. Um, Mm-hmm. MP whatever, thinking, yeah, we we, whatever the MP. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's the one. Two twenty threes, some assortment of numbers, something that's more. So many numbers, more so classic numbers. instead of like a yeah. a really nice hollow body distance iron disguised mm-hmm. in a in a true player's package that just what happens about? to do exactly what I wanted to do, Brad. 
What about this, Tony? Here's what I would like to see. I'm going to answer my own question. I would love because, like you, I've I fit in to that T one, but at times. But you didn't. You didn't play them, right? You moved into something else here. Yeah, because I I've tended toward that kind of players cavity back this, like this does not uh, this let's be honest this does not impact you on a personal level the way that it, it does not make. it does not impact me Brad. on a personal level but here's what i wouldn't mind seeing here's what i would love to see is you know as we age and maybe we lose a little swing speed here and there and those things i would not mind seeing four five six iron with some goo in there a thinner face but less offset da 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 kind of a progressive set and then let's say you know as we move into that seven, eight, nine pitching wedge, where frankly, right, because of the loft and how you're presenting it at impact, the the hotness, if you will, that super thin face becomes less of a ball speed generator. And maybe that's where you retain uh, some of that more typical players cavity back type of look, sound and feel. Yeah. I mean, that that's interesting. So if, you know, uh, whatever the T becomes could be, yeah. as they've done with the O211 to an extent, a bit of a combo set by design. So mm-hmm. if you gave me, Brad, goo filled <laughs> five, six, seven irons, and then gave me something more traditionally cavity back in the eight, nine, and wedge, where where right. speed is not necessarily a priority. We've talked about this and forgiveness too. We've talked about right. this before that at those lofts. Loft becomes more of the driving factor in in the way that the club, the club designs than than basically anything you're doing with the construction. Yep. So in that respect, I would be okay with it. So okay. that that I hadn't considered, I would be okay with that. But if you just sort of take it away from me entirely, I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be very gonna, childish about this. O three seventeen TC is is what they need, or the TCN. See, like TCCN. See yeah. what I did there? Yeah, that's. It's that's a combo a, that's a clever set. little mashup. All I right. don't know. Brad, let us know. Keep us posted. Um, last thing on these, pricing. Let's just talk pricing real quick. So I actually, then... yeah, while you were talking, I went and pulled this up because I'm like, you, you know, this is actually, well, this this release is, <laughs> as usual with PXG, nothing is ever like, nothing not is ever, linear. Nothing not is linear. ever like, here's the date, here's the <laughs> price, this is the totality of the story. It's no. like, Sometimes it's here's the date and we'll let you know the prices later. Sometimes it's here's the date and the date changes because prices change, things change. Because the owner of the company posted something on Instagram. (laughs) Like any any number of things can vary the the launch plans here. So yeah, uh, price. So yeah, talk to me about price. Drivers four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Fairway Woods two ninety nine. Hybrids two eighty nine. And Irons two nineteen per. I guess now would be a good time to mention this is fair. I'm sure when when these articles post, we're going to have a contingent of readers who are like, uh-huh, whatever, I'll just wait. I'll just wait when it hits 300, 200, whatever it happens to be. Because right. as we've seen in recent PXG product releases, the price is the price right up until it isn't. And that right. that drop usually happens pretty quickly. You know, plus yeah. or minus three months is probably fair. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but... It does seem to be a rapid discount model. Uh, when I was out at PXG for the launch event, I sat down with uh, Bob Parsons, and he, you know, sort of acknowledged, like, "Yeah, we've been we've been here, and we came down there, and there's been some yeah. volatility as we 
sort of navigated COVID and, and did what we needed to do or what we thought was the, the best thing to, to do to grow the company. And so now sure. that we're coming out of the end of that PXG, Bob has told me like that, that's going to stop. We're going to stabilize. So if things go according to plan, as things go, as they were described to me, what you're going to see is 0311 Gen 6 is going to come out at a price, $4.99 for a driver, and it's going to stay there. And it's going to stay there for a good bit of time. Uh, at the same time, you will see Gen 5 stay in the lineup, going right. to make continue to make Gen 5 available. And this will be a true cascading model where those prices come down. So if you want to get the old stuff at a good price, it'll be there for you. If you want the new stuff at the premium price, it'll be there mm -hmm. too. Don't expect that new one to drop as quickly as they have in, in the last couple of years for PXG. So we'll see if that pans out. I yeah. don't know. I, but just overall, I, you know, quick point overall, it's interesting to me in that this on the metalwood side kind of places PXG closer to the floor of mainline brands, right? When we look at, you know, titles, Taylor made Callaway ping Cobra, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're talking drivers top 629-ish through that This five. is kind of that Mizuno Cobra-ish range more so than, mm -hmm. than Callaway's, TaylorMade's, Titleist's, etc. Yeah, I'm just saying they can kind of see the floor a lot easier than they can see the ceiling. You know, they're yep. looking, there's For not sure. many companies to look down. Yeah, so, and again, I, I don't care. It doesn't make any, any difference. But I, I think for people that, again, are price conscious and we get a lot of those comments if I'm one of those people, they should be jumping up and down going, Oh my gosh, I can get, you know, it's, it's, it's an option. This isn't 650. It's not 700. It's not 725. It's 499, 299, 289, 212, 219, 219. I almost said 212. <laughs> yeah. Off by seven. Yeah. So, the, so there, I mean, the, the irons are obviously slightly more aggressive in, in, in terms of that, but they're not three, they're not four and a quarter. Not Again, 375, like we've seen 325 even before. We're not talking, you know, $2,500 for a set of irons. And Gen 5 is going to be available. At, I, I don't, I'm ballparking here. I would guess, you know, one, certainly less than 179 or below, maybe 149. I don't know. I'd have to check and see and wait right. and see where everything falls. But I mean, again, like I'm, I'm happy with, the, with the Gen 5 T's. And so if, if yeah. this, never came out if there was no gen six you know, a or couple if they things. waited another year on gen yeah, i mean there's a couple things i want to look at this year for sure but i'd be mm -hmm. i'd be content and you know wouldn't feel like this needs to be an upgrade but now i'm yep know, mad that maybe he's going to fundamentally change everything but again that's well, my problem you, you can yell at brad that's about brad. that and we can brad. once we know more we can we can have a sit brad. down you know knock down drag out bare knuckle kind of situation with brad Damn it, Brad. Um, any final thoughts, Tony? That's a lot of info. No, we on, went. On one generation. We, yeah, we went longer than we wanted to. That's the end of the show. We can't talk That's, about anything else. We've let's had our time it, nope, it. we'll scrap it till next time. Questions, comments, thoughts on PXG, any of those things, please post them below. Let us know what you think. What else do you want to know about? What else do you want us to cover? What else do you want us to dig up, find out, discuss? All of those things. Tony Covey, Chris Nickel, Golf Spy T, Golf Spy C. Find us on the interweb. Follow us. Don't DM us. DM Tony, not me. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.
Brad. Brad. <laughs>